Welcome to Epic Moses, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. As one lives life in our faith, or any faith I should say, it becomes more and more obvious that there's a need to balance life as an individual in a community or a nation. And life being a Christian or whatever belief system one has subscribed to. Man being a multidimensional being requires a kind of multidimensional lifestyle. We must live as our faith requires, but at the same time, we need also to live life in society as citizens. The inability to do this makes a person to have issues on either side of the divide. If I am a very good Christian, but I am not a very good member of community, it becomes a cause for conflict in my life. I have seen people battle with these conflicts within their community and country, profession, and even their living environment. Some have made themselves into pariahs in their families and environment because of their lifestyle as religious people. While I believe that it is good to stand out as an individual and also to stand for what one believes in, I think it is also possible to operate smoothly within society at the same time if one recognizes that a person doesn't have to be just one thing. Being multidimensional, we need also to develop a multidimensional lifestyle. We can recognize the roles different aspects of society plays to make a balanced environment. The spiritual, the social, and the physical aspects of life need to be incorporated in a person's life. Knowing the reality of your multidimensional makeup and recognizing the need for each of these dimensions is the key to living a balanced life. I have met some people in my lifetime who have landed themselves in major issues trying to force aspects of their faith on larger society and coming into needless conflict thereby. I do know it is necessary to propagate one's faith if one believes it's beneficial to themselves, but since matters of faith are essentially matters of the heart, it can only be successfully passed on through persuasion and not compulsion. There are religious beliefs that has this as an issue. They are known for forcing their belief on others through threats and conquest. Now, I must say that Christianity actually went into that path many years ago, during the time that is called the Dark Ages. They went into war in the name of Christ, and indeed, they conquered territories for the faith, but failed to win the hearts of the people. Consequently, Christianity became primarily a political organization, promoting fear rather than faith. They gave rise to what has been known in history as the Dark Ages. Isn't it funny that a belief system which was supposed to be the light of the world rather reigned over a dark time of world history? This is what happens 
when purpose is not known, abuse becomes inevitable. The style of imposing belief on people was then adapted by some other religions like Islam and they also made political progress yet no real spiritual progress. This life of trying to impose your beliefs on others has never been successful in the real sense and only produces tyranny. Whether it is done on a national level or on a one-on-one -on -one basis, the result is always the same. Darkness. So how does one now live their life according to their faith and also live a fulfilling life as a citizen in society? One thing I have come to recognize is the difference between a religious requirement and a spiritual need. Our different faiths have laws. Those rules and regulations are made out of necessity. Whenever people gather, it is always necessary to have guidelines to promote peaceful coexistence. Therefore, religious organizations has every right to make laws and guidelines in which their society must run. Adherents endeavor to run with these regulations as an integral part of their responsibility as members. They are called religious requirements. They are not different from the requirements of larger society. The laws in church are just the same as the laws in the country or our environment. They are necessary. Many times, religious organizations go above and beyond and call these laws, laws of God, simply to drive compliance. I must say here that this is very wrong, and it has been going on for thousands of years. Religious leaders often call their directives divine laws, so that their people will be afraid to disobey them. These laws and directives go as far as directing people's dressing, food choices, sexual preferences, marriages, and they are crafted to fit the personal preferences of the religious leaders of that belief system, all the while insisting that the laws are from God. While in most cases these laws and directives are given with good intentions, they end up becoming a source of bondage in the lives of those who are adherents, impeding their sense of individuality and placing a limit on their capacity for imagination. This is why creativity is always very low in environment with so many laws and possibilities are also limited thereby. In trying to impede the capacity of the members for doing wrong, they also make them into zombies with those laws. I realize that this is an unusual statement and even this topic is unusual. And I also know that I may offend some with this, but I believe that God has raised me to tackle unusual topics for the liberation of humanity. Now let me make this statement of fact that might shock certain people God is spirit and therefore not concerned with anything in the physical. This means that any civil law made in society cannot be by God, but must be by fellow man. It is men that can make civil laws for men. 
and even within the kingdoms of men one kingdom cannot make civil laws for another kingdom unless they conquered that kingdom let this sink into your soul before I continue let me provide a general scripture to back up this statement in the book of Psalms 115 verse 16 King David said something quite profound that must be given attention the scripture says the heavens even the heavens are the Lord's but the earth hath he given to the children of men this statement says that God has taken the heavens as his own domain but has given the earth to the children of men as their domain remember what I said about each kingdom making their own civil laws now mind you I have specified civil laws for a reason this is because God makes what are called divine laws divine laws have nothing to do with lifestyle or choices any law you can choose not to obey is not a divine law divine laws are what governs all things in existence not just on earth but universally those are the laws that keep the sun shining and all the seasons going on and even the creation of the planets and all the heavenly bodies it has nothing to do with do's and don'ts of society divine laws cover the existence of all things living and non-living and cannot be disobeyed nor avoided what I have just said may not be a popular statement but it is true nonetheless I know this might bring up some confusion in the mind of certain people because of the things written in the Old Testament about God and laws however one needs to be careful in studying those writings first of all every interaction with men in the Old Testament was with angels not with God directly they were dead spiritually therefore did not have the capacity for direct interaction with God the Old Testament itself was a period administered by angels in preparation for the coming of the Messiah Act 752 says who has received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it Galatians 319 says why have they served the law it was added because of transgression till the seed should come whom was promised and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator Hebrews 2 2 says for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast every transgression and disobedience receives a just recompense of reward now all these scriptures say categorically that it was angels who gave and administered the law through Moses who was the mediator of that dispensation Moses was picked and backed by these angels to give the laws to Israel that is why the law is known as the law of Moses not the law of God angels could never give the law directly because the earth belongs to men and as we have already seen a man must give the law Christ gave us law of love because Christ was a man who was born of a woman and lived among us this gave him the status of a man 
though he was also God. It is also why judgment of the world at the end of the age has been given to the man, Christ Jesus. With what we have seen so far, it has become clear that though civil laws are good, they have nothing to do with God, but everything to do with the peaceful coexistence of humanity. Then divine laws have to do with God and governs how everything in existence works. While civil laws are powered and governed by men, divine laws are governed by God. It is important for an individual to understand the difference between these laws so that one can understand how to navigate between the world of men and also with God. It is possible to live at peace with both man and God. I know this because that's exactly what it says in Luke 2.52 about Christ. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. It is necessary to live harmoniously with men just as one has favor with God so that one can achieve divine purpose on earth. It is good to be a good member of a local church and it's also a great thing to be a productive member of larger society. However, it becomes sometimes hard when some laws and legislation within one society puts one in conflict with the other. Now, when I say society, I also mean the church organization. A local church is a micro-society and has the capacity of putting its members in conflict with larger society if their laws and ways run crosswise that of the society at large. I know individuals that have been cut off by their families because they insist on certain acts and actions, though sanctioned by their local church runs in opposition to the norms of society. As much as it is good to obey church rules, when these rules become counterproductive in your own life, you may need to reconsider those rules in your own life as an individual. Now, I do not subscribe to running campaigns against established rules in an organization unless it's an assignment given to you by God. But I am saying you can step any law down in your life regardless of what law it is. Though you may have been threatened that it is the law from God, but I need you to know today that none of it could be from God. I'm not saying that any law is bad or unnecessary but as good as they are they are civil laws therefore they are human any law that does not serve your interests or the interests of a large portion of society is an oppressive law and must be changed regardless where it was written but until a law is changed you can step it down in your own life to live in peace with society as long as it does not run against divine law a good example of what I'm talking about is the current massacre of civilians in the Islamic Republic of Iran over the wearing of hijab. Now the hijab, as I understand it, is meant to be for modesty among the females, which is a good thing. But the religious leaders of that country have been driving it as a divine law, hence the brutality. However, God 
who is a spirit could not be concerned with what humans wear. This is an example of how well-conceived laws with good intentions could become a tool for oppression in time, in which case it must be considered and removed. Another example is the law of the Sabbath in Judaism. This law was conceived to make people rest themselves and their animals, but by the time Jesus came, it had become a tool of oppression, so much so that people could not even get healed on that day. This is an example of how a well-conceived law with good intentions could become a tool of oppression in time, in which case it must be reconsidered and removed. I cannot go into examples within the Christian faith, but there are also many there. Though divine laws have nothing to do with behavior and actions, there are some of them that can have direct effect from actions and acts, like the law of gravity. This law is responsible for so many things we are not even aware of in our daily lives as humans. It was through this law that the whole planet was even crafted and it can never be turned off. Another notable law is the law of relativity. And then another is the law of inertia, which is basically the law of causality. This law affects everything in existence, but it also has a peculiar effect on people's lives. In Christianity, we call it the law of sowing and reaping. Christ put it like this. Do unto others as you would like others to do unto you. In other words, you always get back what you put out. As long as you are mindful of these divine laws, you are not likely to have any problems with God. Like I said, there is nothing wrong with following church laws and societal laws. In fact, it is advisable to do so. But when they come into conflict with each other or your welfare, they are mere religious or civil requirements and therefore can be stepped down safely. To live a life of balance takes wisdom and understanding, but it can certainly lead one to greater heights in life. May God grant us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.